Good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Yes, Father. We love you forever. We love you forever, Adonai. You are our Lord. And we say good morning to each of you who have joined the prayer call this morning, this beautiful seventh day of July. We welcome you and thank you. Thank you for taking the time to come together in agreement with us in unity to hear from our Lord and to lift up our harps and our bowls before Father God. Let me introduce you to our team that's lined up this morning. My name is Sister Charlene Tuckerson. I am your facilitator, the angel of our house, the leaders at New Destiny Church. It's Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. We bless them in the name of the Lord, and we say good morning to you. Our devotion leader this morning is Minister Linda Lightfoot. Good morning, Minister Linda. How are you doing today? Good morning. I am blessed on top and rising. Amen, amen. I like that. I am blessed on top and rising. That's good. That's good. Our prayer requests and praise reports that have been submitted will be offered by Sister Shirley Burke. Good morning, Sister Shirley. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Sister Charlene. I am wonderful and all is well in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. I like that. All is well. All is well. Amen. And I declare that over every caller. We're blessed on top and rising. And we are well in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for another opportunity where we can come together in unity as one, as one, where you command the blessing. So, Father, we decree, dear God, your commanded blessing this morning in the name of Jesus, that we are on top. Hallelujah. We are above. We are rising. We are well, hallelujah, and that which we speak forth, Father, in the name of Jesus, by your spirit, will be accomplished, hallelujah, because you have given us the authority, Father, and we thank you. We thank you that your will be done. Your kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven. Have your way, Father. Have your way. Work it in us, that which is well-pleasing in your sight. Not our will, Father, but thine be done. Be glorified today. Be glorified in what we offer you, our prayers. Be glorified. Be glorified in the devotion, dear God. Be glorified, God, 
in each caller, God, in our lives, Father. Have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. We open ourselves to receive from you and to deliver what you want to have done to your people. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Minister Lightfoot, we're ready for you. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to give honor to God, the Father, our Bishop Christopher Carl Smith, our pastor, Pastor Adrian Smith, to all guest pastors and clergy, and to your new Destiny worshiping family, friends, and guests. It's a great day in the kingdom, the seventh day of July. And today's discussion is coming from Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. And it reads as follows. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Isaiah 61 opens with the mission statement of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus' public ministry was marked by bold claims and miraculous demonstrations of power. And it was necessary at the beginning of his preaching to establish his credentials. And his first sermon at the synagogue at Nazareth was a prime opportunity to do that establishing. This pre-recorded message, a forestated through the prophet Isaiah, explained his right, authority, power, and ability. And he chose these words to prove who he was. Verse 1 authenticates his ministry by basing it on a divine commission. He says, the Lord hath anointed me. The word anointed means to smear with a liquid, usually olive oil, and is the verbal form of the noun Messiah. Prophets, priests, and kings were typically anointed, set apart, and consecrated for a particular purpose or function. The good news he would declare was in reality the eternal purpose of the Godhead. Second, His mandate was exercised by divine power. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Isaiah 11 and 2 tells us, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. (coughs) Excuse me. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and any and all who do the work and will of God require this special infusion of power by the Holy Spirit. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm sorry. Jesus was fully God and fully man, and in his messianic office, he experienced this enabling and empowering by the Spirit. In fact, the Spirit's descending and remaining on him was irrefutable evidence of his messianic identity. His message 
is to proclaim the liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. As the ultimate prophet, Christ declared God's will and way of salvation. It is the will of God that all men be saved and none lost save the son of perdition. His word is always in season appropriate to the needs of man. Four themes mark the preaching of Christ. The first theme is evangelization, to preach good tidings unto the meek. Who are the meek? The meek are those who are afflicted, oppressed, and burdened by sin and death. They are poor in the sense that they are without the resources to deal with their affliction. They are helpless and hopeless. This paints a perfect picture of the condition of every sinner. The good news is that there is hope. Christ preached the full pardon and deliverance of sin by his own atoning death and victorious resurrection. Significantly, when John the Baptist was in prison and wondered if Jesus was really the Christ after all, Christ simply said, tell John that the poor were having the gospel preached to them. The second theme was consolation to bind up the brokenhearted. This is the very thing the Lord does for his people. Psalm 147 and 3 says, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. Christ has a word of peace and comfort to those with broken and contrite hearts who are weighed down with the sense of guilt and shame. Every sinner who grieves over the condition of his soul can be encouraged and take heart because Christ has the cure for the wounded heart, for he is rest for those who labor and are heavy laden. The third thing is liberation, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Here, the reference is spiritual, not literal, and points to a new exodus for those captive in sin, bound by the fetters of iniquity in a prison of spiritual darkness. Christ's message is light in the darkness and deliverance for those in captivity. Ephesians 4 and 8 says, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Deliverance from the bondage of corruption and liberty in Christ is declared in John 8.36. For it says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. The fourth theme is admonition, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. The warning is twofold. The acceptable year is literally the year of favor or goodwill. The language is that of the Jubilee. When slaves were freed and land was restored, it was a great and glorious year. It was just a year. The opportunity for deliverance was magnificent but temporary. Christ declares that the year of favor will transition to a day of vengeance. Messiah is judge as well as savior. He will conquer either by grace to the penitent or the rod of iron to the rebellious. There's a time when God's spirit strives with man and a time when he will not. So it behooves sinners to heed Christ's warning in Isaiah 55 and 6 to seek the Lord while he permits himself to be found. The good news is urgent. There are three objectives that Christ will accomplish in his mission found in verse 3, which says, to appoint unto them 
that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. First, his mission is to justify sinners. Those who receive his message are trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. They are planted on the solid ground of his righteousness and cannot be uprooted. Matthew 15 and 13 says, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted up. Second, his mission is to transform lives. Life is different for those who mourn in Zion. Salvation transforms sinners to new creatures. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. They receive a crown of beauty to replace the ashes of penance, the oil of joy to replace sorrow, a garment of praise to replace the burdens. And all these are figures that speak of transformation. Grace never leaves men where they were or what they were. Third, his mission is to glorify God. Salvation is good news for the sinner, but it is ultimately to the praise and glory of his grace wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Christ was able to say to the Father as his earthly mission is coming to a close, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. As creatures in Christ, he gives us his spirit for the purpose of fulfilling our God-given assignment in the earth realm in power and demonstration. This power and demonstration is to prove the supreme sovereignty of the living God as the ultimate conquering king, Lord, and authority over all. The anointing comes to serve in pushing us from pain to purpose so that we too will be able to tell our Heavenly Father that we have glorified him on earth and finish the work that he has given us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you and we lift ourselves up to you, Father. We ask, Father, that you empty us of all that is not what you have called us to be and enable us, Lord God, to complete the assignment that you have sent us to do. Enable us to demonstrate the power of the kingdom that men may see our good works and that the Father in heaven would be glorified, that we can deem all these things as done in our life, that the kingdom would increase and that your glory would permeate the earth from end to end. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. That was a beautiful precinct of Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. And I, I advise, that each one, that each one go back, go back and listen to that replay. That, that was a rich, a rich word. Go back and listen to it. Amen? Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. She did a wonderful breakdown. That was a, a wonderful praise minister. Lightfoot, and we bless you for, for that. 
Now, Sister Shirley, please lead us in praying for any prayer requests that have come. Saints, let's stand together in agreement and believe together as she prays. Sister Shirley, you're ready. Praise God for that awesome word we give him thanks right now. Our Father, we thank you for being our God, and we cry, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, and your name is to be praised in all the earth. There is none greater than you, our God, and we reverence your holy name. We thank you that your kingdom has come and your will is being done in the earth of our lives. We worship you for all you have created. We praise you for all you have done throughout history in your word and through mankind. And we magnify you, Father, for everything we have in our salvation package through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Father God, we come boldly in the name of Jesus by his shed blood, thanking you for access into your throne room and fall at your feet and ask for forgiveness today and repent over any traces of sin in our lives. May we quickly forgive anyone that has sinned against us. Father, we thank you for your daily bread and ask you to remove far from us falsehood and lies and give us neither poverty nor riches, for we are unable to handle, but feed us with the natural and spiritual food we need, lest we be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Unless we poor, be poor and steal and profane your name, according to Proverbs 38 through 9. Father, we are thankful we are not led into temptation, but delivered from the evil one, and we give you praise for protecting us on every side and every hour of the day as we dwell in your presence. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Father, because we have relationship with you, there is no pain we go through, whether physical, emotional, or spiritual, that isn't a part of your plan for us. Plans to prosper us, God, and not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future, according to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Father, we are thankful for you allowing us to touch, for pain to touch us, but not take us out when we yield in obedience to your will and not our own, knowing all things are working for our good and your glory in Jesus' name. Father, this morning we lay at your feet a prayer request from Latasha Malone for her daughter, Christiana, who is not able to walk on her own after dance class. And we ask you to breathe life back into her legs. Hashe, Lord God. Father, as we stand in agreement with Latasha for Christiana's healing, open this mother's heart in the name of Jesus with understanding that your will is sovereign over all pain and in every situation and circumstances we face in life. Father, let Latasha's faith arise and be a voice of hope for Christiana and all those that are praying for a healing. Father, may we not, hallelujah, Lord God, lose faith in this situation. May we not, hallelujah, Lord God, step back, Lord God, and not continue to pray for, your, for her healing, Lord God. Though we may not understand why this misfortunate situation has happened to Christiana, Christiana, but we give you the praise for you, the only one that can uncover the truth heal and restore the functioning of her legs, even better than before. Father, give the doctors the right test to put Christiana through to reveal what has caused her not to be able to walk, and let their diagnosis agree with your will about the situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we know you are close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit, according to Psalms 34 and 18. And we ask you to cover Latasha's heart and mind so there is no doubt, fear, or unbelief that will hinder the wonder-working power, Hashe, of a divine miracle in Christiana's legs. Father God, let your life-giving power flow into every cell of Christiana's legs and body, even into the depths of her soul, healing, cleansing, and restoring her to wholeness for service in your kingdom. And we give you praise for our healing in Jesus' name. 
Father, we are thankful you hold all things by the power of your word. And the tests we face are many times wrapped in pain. And we thank you for your strength to push through, to grow spiritually and become vessels you can use to help others see your great love and compassion for humanity through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ that redeemed us from a life of sin. Father God, we thank you that in the midst of pain and suffering, your will is being done in the earth of our lives so you can be glorified. Father, if there's anyone on this line today that is experiencing pain of rejection, loneliness, a sin nature, financial stress, guilt over the past, fear of the future, chronic caregiving, hush shape, marital strife, or a friend who has let them down, we declare 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 17 over them. Father, may they become bold in their faith and not bitter because of the pain and not lose heart. Even though the outward man is perishing, yet their inner man is being renewed day by day. For the pain is a light affliction, and it's but for a moment, O oh God. And it's working for them a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, which is eternal. We pray they will ask you for a new level of faith, to thank you in the midst of the pain, and to praise you for your faithfulness. Father, whatever needs to change in their life, give them to know the pain they feel today will become your strength they feel and rely on moving forward as they release the pain in the name of Jesus into your hands and trust you in the process. With the assurance you are with them as they yield to your will and not their own. Father God, we're grateful you inhabit the praises of your people, and we praise you and lean into your love and comfort in the midst of our pain. We don't ask to be pain-free, but to be set free in the pain until we have received all your days for us through the process of the pain to give glory to your name. Father, we thank you this morning for hearing our prayers for Latasha, Christiana, and anyone dealing with pain are questioning the purpose of their pain. We give you praise and we thank you for answering us according to your time, your purpose, and your will. In Jesus' name we pray today. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 I like that. Hallelujah. We are set free in the pain. Amen. And according to Matthews 18 and 19, there are more than two of us agreeing as touching for Sister Christiana. And we declare she walks. Amen. We agree in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We want to quickly swing back to you, Minister Lightfoot. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us this morning? Yes. In looking at the purpose of pain, I can't help but think of Job who suffered immense pain. And so out of this, pain is a tool for clarifying focus with precision. Job said to God in Job 42 and 5, I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye seeth thee. He moved from hearing of God to seeing him, and it came through pain. Pain is a tool of discipline. The discomfort experienced as a result of one's actions or the lack thereof encourages necessary adjustments. Job said in Job 42 and 6, wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Job's adjustment was his repentance. Pain is a tool of development. And as our Lord is a a carpenter, Situation and circumstance coupled with people 
are the tools he uses to carve everything out of us that doesn't belong in who we are called to be. Job says in Job 1 and 8, And the Lord said unto Satan, Have thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And pain is a tool of transformation. It transforms minds and hearts, ultimately changing worlds. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Job 42.10 says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Pain has purpose. It is ultimately to glorify God through a demonstration of his sovereign power. It is to push you from pain to purpose. The anointing comes to push you from pain to purpose. So in the mission statement of the Lord Jesus Christ, you see the same mission statement for us to glorify God in the earth. God bless. Amen, amen, amen. Selah, Selah, Selah. First Kings, excuse me, First Peter 4 and 16 says, Yet if any man separates a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Lightfoot. And we also thank you, Sister Shirley, for wonderful devotion and prayers lifted up to Father God this morning. And we say thank you again to each of you who have joined the prayer call. We appreciate and love you. We give honor to our Bishop and First Lady this morning, we love them in the name of the Lord, and we bless them. I have a couple of announcements before we conclude the call this morning. Please remember to send in your prayer requests. Send them into www.newdestiny.online. From the homepage, click Connect. Then scroll down to Prayer Requests and enter your request. Remember that we meet on Saturday mornings for corporate prayer on campus. And we also live stream, but we meet on campus. Please come out and join us. This Saturday, we will be at the Oakland campus. Again, this Saturday, July 9th, we will be at the Oakland campus. The 5 a.m. prayer call will resume on next Tuesday. And our 5 a.m. prayer call is Tuesday through Thursday. Please invite others to join the 5 a.m. prayer call so that we can pray together. We have to pray like never before. Pray without ceasing. The Word of God says to pray without ceasing. And lastly, as we open the lines for the saints to pray together, we ask that each one of you please pray in your heavenly language. Again, if you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, We ask that you please pray in your heavenly language. 
for those who do not speak in tongues or those who have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we ask that you simply just pray thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. On behalf of Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, Minister Lightfoot, Sister Shirley, and our entire New Destiny family, we say thank you. Now let's go together again before God, before we depart from the call, but never from his presence. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the wonderful word that you gave this morning through Minister Lightfoot on the mission. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father, that we are partakers of the suffering of Jesus. And we, we think it not strange concerning any fiery trials that come upon us as though it's something strange, but we rejoice in it. We rejoice knowing, dear God, that we are partakers of Christ's suffering. Hallelujah. That when your glory shall be revealed, dear God, that we may be glad also with exceeding joy. Father, we thank you. Thank you that you bless every caller. That our mindset, Father, is to go through because we know, dear God, that there's a purpose, a purpose in everything that you bring us through. You're developing us, Father. May we accept the developing, the pruning, Father. Hallelujah. Knowing that all things work together, all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord, who have been called according to your purpose, according to your purpose. And as the word that came forth today in Isaiah 61, we know, dear God, according to your word, dear Father, that you have called us the spirit of the Lord God. Your spirit is upon us. So therefore, you will lead us, Holy Spirit, to all the ways of truth. You will lead us. So we accept your leading. Let your anointing flow, God. Let your oil flow, Father, in the name of Jesus. For you give us the strength. You give us the endurance, the fortitude to stand. Having done all, to stand. Father, grace your people to stand. Grace your people to stand. Father, I lift up their arms this morning as you did with Moses. Aaron and her lifted up their lifted up his arms. And I lift up their arms, Father, in the spirit, in the name of Jesus. Strengthen them, Father. Strengthen them, Father. Give them a, a renewal this morning, dear God, a fresh wind so that they know that they stand in victory. I declare that you know that you stand in victory. You stand in Father God because we are hidden with Christ 
in God. Hallelujah. And our God is victory. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that we win. We've already won. The victory is ours because you said we belong to you. Hallelujah. And you are victory. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Sister Kimma, please open the line for the saints to pray together.